I'm so excited to be here with you. This is Jen Ward with Genuine Healing, produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. This is my first show, as some of you may know, and I'm really excited to set a precedence. And I want the viewer or the listener to think of this as their time. It would be great if the listener could think of this as their time to bring their questions and that aspect of themselves that they don't get answered anywhere else. I I um, am a Reiki master. I'm an empathetic healer. And with my clients, there's this underlying current that they know they want the answers to something, but they don't know where to bring the answers, the questions, because of society and the fears. We all have these fears built into us. So I want you to think of this as your time, and I'll do my best to answer any questions. And if I don't know, I'm happy to say I don't know, and um, we'll figure it out together. There's a phone number for you to call in with your questions, and I invite you to sincerely use this number because this is what I'm here for. I'm here for you. The phone number is 914-338-1186. And also, if you're too afraid or you don't want to talk to me on the phone, you're welcome to call your um, type your your questions into the chat line, and um, we'll be looking at the chat line and answering questions that way if it's more comfortable for you. And Dusty will help me with that. Dusty's here with me. Hi, Dusty. Hi. How are you, Jen? <laughs> I'm doing great. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. <laughs> So, what I want to talk about is healing, self-healing. And there's so many techniques and, and ways that the individual can, can use to heal themselves. And it's so difficult in this society. Society makes it so difficult. It's become so harsh in many's lives. And the word love has become a dirty word. You know, we can swear and we can say hate and we can be cynical to each other as much as we want and it's accepted. But the minute someone opens their heart and says something, they're strange and they're different. So my goal is to bring love back to mainstream. I think it would be very effective. Even with the children, you see it at a very young age, they get ashamed to be with their parents. They, they diss their parents and they can only show affection when they're in private. And it, it needs to be reversed. For this to be a society that sustains humanity, it needs to be reversed. Love doesn't need to be such a dirty word. And um, there's a lot of techniques that I've used over the years. And the best technique I can think of for right now is to listen to your own instincts. As a society, we've learned to 
grow weary of listening to our gut, listen to our heart. We hear of the mother's instinct, which is great, but everybody has that instinct. And the more you listen to that instinct, the more you follow that, it's like turning the volume up on it. And then you can gauge more and more what's right for you and what's not. Lots of times we feel like there's a written law or a way to do something every single time, and that's not necessarily so. It, like when there's someone in need, we always think that we need to go and extend ourselves. And there's tons of people in society who are extended to exhaustion because they feel they need to do that. And that's so, but then they have to find the balance of when are they loving themselves as well. So instead of giving and giving and giving to everyone, you can start to listen to your gut as to when you help someone, when they really do need help, when it will be appreciated and reciprocated on some spiritual level, or when it will just deplete you. As as women, we do that a lot. In, in workplaces, we have to do that a lot. We have to suck it up. But there's ways around it. If we start to just trust ourselves and dis dismiss ourselves from the gossip, dismiss ourselves from complaining, what we say, our words are so, so exacting if you'll listen to them. I was watching The Amazing Race last night and there was a famous scene where the woman was hit in the face with a watermelon and it's a famous scene on YouTube now and right before right before she did that her her partner was coaching her and her partner was saying come on come on you can do it you can do it right in the kisser and then it went right in her face and to me it was like uh, prophetic that that the the woman who was so focused on coaching her reverberated the watermelon right back in the woman's face. I mean, I'm not saying that directly, but that's what it felt like to me. Your words are so exacting that we we think we need to we we think we need to diminish ourselves, and we don't need to do that. There's a way to accept compliments without making ourselves a victim or a target. But we've learned to diminish ourselves, to be humble. There were times in societies when it was very, very important in past generations to be humble and not stand out. In past generations, past societies, if you stood out, you were the one who was pulled out of the crowd and tortured for it. So it's become ingrained in us to not shine. And that's wonderful to stay as a pack. Many times in society, you needed to stay in the pack mentality to survive. But it's counterproductive to spiritual growth. Part of the spiritual growth is always listening to yourself. And you'll be tested every time. The most beautiful thing you can do is to embrace your problems. Another thing a person does to, to delay their spiritual progress is to talk about their problems. Because energetically what they're doing is nailing those problems right to themselves.
Do you hear people say all the time, my headache, my backache, my cancer? They even say it on television. They're making you own it. If you learn not to own it by telling everybody about your problems, then people don't define you so much by your problems and it can be more fluid for you you can work through the experience much more easily and pass through it that's a huge key the law of silence is very much in hand in hand with the law of love and the law of love love is not just a warm fuzzy feeling love is energy love chi Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it, it is a connecting conduit. I can perceive other people's pains in their body. I believe that I'm able to love anybody as if they were my own dear one. And in that conduit, I'm able to feel their pain. So it's like a, a conducting force. So the more you want to connect with your own healing potential, your own abilities, the best way to do that is to feel your own love and to nurture it. It's not a dirty word. So many times through society, love has been misconstrued. And if you love, it meant sexual so it's been shut down and compartmentalized but you really can't get away from love love is your true essence love is in every atom love is every atom most people who've taken chemistry know that a molecule consists of little specks around 99% nothingness and it it's that rotation of nothingness that holds it into form that nothingness is love. So every single molecule is held together by love. So to deny it is like denying yourself. It's unrealistic. Does that make sense, Dusty? Dusty's busy. Absolutely. Doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> how how are we doing on the chat line? Doing doing very well. There's uh, some some people chatting. We're trying to get some people to call in. If you want to give us a call, it's nine one four three three eight one one eight six. We actually do have a caller on the line. His name is Michael, but we're probably going to get to him right after we come back from break. So if you don't mind, Jen, we'll go ahead and take a break. Okay. So guys, you're listening to Genuine Healing with Jen Ward, and we'll be right back right after this. Hi, this is Jessica Dorvaj, host of the Where Is My Guru show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light, and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area, and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where Is My Guru show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. 
Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. When you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, home of Zeus Broadcast Network and Hear Women Talk, there's a wonderful adventure that you should try. Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. Go to www.carolinasafari.com and check out Carolina Safari. Mention Hear Women Talk and get a discount from Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. See another side of Myrtle Beach. Get wild with wildlife, Explore history, nature, and mystery on a Carolina Safari Jeep Tour. Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843-361-2700 or visit MyrtleBeachGhostWalk.com for advanced tickets. The Myrtle Beach Ghost Hi folks, this is private investigator Vicki Childs, host of the Vicki Childs Show on Hear Women Talk Radio. How safe is your cell phone? Is someone listening to all your calls or reading your text messages? How about your computer? Is someone watching all of your keystrokes? Or do you want to know what your child, your employee, or your spouse are doing on a computer or cell phone. If you need computer or cell phone forensics, do what I do. Talk to Steve Abrams at AbramsForensics.com. Steve is a highly respected and skilled forensics expert as well as an attorney. Contact Steve Abrams for a free 15-minute consultation at AbramsForensics.com. That's AbramsForensics.com. Or click on the Abrams Forensics banner ad on Hear Women Talk and use promo code this is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Welcome back. This is Jen Ward with Genuine Healing. Um, we're going to talk. We have a question from the chat line. What was that question again, Dustin? Um, it's from MJ, and it says, when Jen was talking earlier, was she suggesting we should ignore our negative feelings? That's an awesome question. No. As we all know, ignoring our negative feelings doesn't work because what we're doing is we're shoving them down and they have to manifest. All negative feelings is energy, stagnant energy wanting to manifest and it wants to be released. So there's an awesome technique. Um, it was developed by the Sedona technique or the release technique and it's, it's really effective. It was developed by a man named Lester Levinson who made himself well. He had a triple bypass surgery and he was going to die. They had It was back a few years before they had surgery and all that. They just sent him home to die. He had a, a week left to live and he was a genius a doctors and in different ways and everything. He says, I'm not going to accept this. He went through all his books looking for a cure and he realized that it wasn't in the books. And what he started to do was to release his negative feelings and he started to like 
send love to the doctors of people who sent him home and the more he released the more he released his resentment the more he felt better so this is the technique one of the techniques that was developed through that is imagine imagine an issue that's giving you dis-ease that that negative feeling you usually feel it in the stomach or the chest so what you do is you put your head forward because that disengages thinking about it and then you concentrate on the stomach or the chest where you feel that tension and then you imagine your body like a refrigerator door and just open it up and you just release the the stagnant energy that works really really well it takes a while to get it it took me a while to get it but the more you work with that if it's a small spot say you I use it like if I have like uh, pain in my leg or something I'll stick a straw in the pain and I'll let that negative feeling splurt out and release and you'd be surprised how the pain can go away with that it's it's truly amazing when I came back from a really poor experience where I was afraid of my own I was afraid to do anything energetic because it got me in deep trouble in my past where I was thought to be evil and and I was actually tortured for it so I came back to society and I was afraid to I was afraid to do any energy work and then my boyfriend teached me the release techniques and it it released all those mind those the, I can't say that word online all those things those way the mind plays games on us and, and tells us bad things so by doing the release technique it released all that mind tension and I was finally free and by doing the release techniques I was able to embrace whatever talents I use and augment them even and even take them farther than I used to take them and I don't get unbalanced as far as like you know the the negative thoughts so I hope that answers your questions just imagine an open door uh, your body and just open the door and imagine it like butterflies fluttering out if you want but just release the energy if you don't release it by visualizing that it'll have to manifest somehow and what it tries to do is manifest as negative thoughts so th so this is a way to use your mind to help yourself so you're giving your mind a, a tool to help you instead of working against you with those negative thoughts I hope that helps and now we have a question from Michael on the line it is. It's Mike. Hello, Michael. I'm on the line. How are you? Good. How are you? Hello, everybody. I'm good. Congratulations on your first show, Jen. I'm very proud of you. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for calling in. What's your question? I've got a hon? question for you. My uh, <laughs> my my little kid, my little cat, just had uh, a group of three kittens. They're almost three weeks old now, and I found homes for all three of them. My question to you is, uh, do you have any feelings as to the homes that I'm sending them to? It happened really easy that you found the homes. Very, very easily. Yes, usually when that happens, it's all meant to be. The thing I would do, and um, I'm very sensitive to animals' feelings, is I would 
I would reassure the mother that she did, you know, she did her service and make sure that they get to say goodbye. And before, did they did they leave the mother yet? No, not Are they yet. Still? Not for another few oh, weeks. Oh, good. Good, good, good. So prepare them by telling them about their exciting new adventure. Don't make it a sad thing okay. because they'll pick up on your sadness. So say, this is what all kittens who are loved happens to all kittens who are loved. They leave their mama and litter mates and they go have a new home. Because right. when that doesn't happen, the, the cats are confused, the animals are confused because they don't know. Um, right. When I try to do release... something too? Yes. Tell her she's done a good job and and she's she's got a n nice family already. She's done her job and good for her. Yeah. And make her feel very proud about the new homes and, and make her oh, be excited we do. about we do. that. We, we bring we bring them up once in a while and she'll she'll play around the living room floor. She she's such a good mother and uh, we're very proud of the kittens, but Thank you, Jen. I really appreciate it. Once again, just want to congratulations on uh, you know on your first show, and uh, want to say a hi to uh, Mr. Dustin. And uh, <laughs> thanks a lot for taking my call. Hey, thank you, Michael. And thank you for loving your thanks, pets so much, Michael. Thank you for taking thank you, so darling. much care. For one oh, thing, I'd like. I love you. You have a great day. <laughs> I love you too. Thank you. One thing I'd like to tell people about. People who love their pets like they, they know that sacred bond between the, the pets and themselves, here's a technique to perpetuate the love. Um, when we love our pets, I, I like to, I have a part pit bull dog and I watch Pitbull and Parolis. It's a dog about, it's a show about dogs, pit bulls who don't have their homes. So me and my dog Seema will watch it together and I'll be loving her and cuddling her in bed and then I'll I'll just be loving her and I'll do a EFT tap with her and say surrogate. So what I do is I use Seema, a, a, a fellow pit bull, and I send all my love that I possibly can out to all the pit bulls, all the animals. I make it as expansive as I can. I love them all through my dog. And I do the same thing with all the fish. I have a beta fish now. I send love to all the marine animals through my my fish. And the same thing with my cat and the same thing with my plants and the same thing with my trees. You'll never know how you can touch other beings. It's not necessary for you to know. But sending out those loving thoughts and using your your dear ones as surrogates is so effective. It's much more effective than feeling victimized by society and such. Every time we do that in the privacy and sacredness of our own home and our own moments, we're sending out ripples of love that we'll never even realize how much they have affected beings across the world. I'm able to do it and when I do that it's very emotionally it's very painful because I'm feeling the lonely dogs in little corners of the world that are starving and cold and I'm feeling them get the love and feel lifted up inside so the more people do that the more they can help I mean still donate to your shelter still do what you feel you need to do but on top of that send out the love in as many ways as you can thank you Michael for the opportunity to to 
to talk about that. And Jen, I have a kind of a question for you too. We just had, sure. you know, um, a baby boy. Well, he's six months old now, but and we also have two dogs, and yes. they seem to be not not in a bad mood, but they kind of seem to be a little down in the dumps. Like they play with Eli a little bit, but then they they kind of seem mopey, like they mope around. You think that yeah. they're not getting as much attention as they used to, you know? Yeah, they they do definitely feel they they feel that they have been unserved and and. You know, realistically, they have. And with a new baby, it's so tiring to take the extra time with the dogs and and do those loving things with them. But the more you can make them a part of it by saying, give them a job, saying, it's your job to help me raise the, uh, Eli. It's your job to help me love him. And make them a part of it instead of making them feel like they had to roll over to make room for him. So the more that you... You pull everybody into the love, the more they'll feel loving enough to share it out. Okay. Yeah, and we, we've been trying to, you know, get them involved with them, you know, put Eli on the floor, call the dogs over, let's, you know, make sure everybody's happy together and, you know, they're not going to take a bite out of Eli when we're not looking. But and they seem to, you know, they like Eli, you know, they they both, you know, wag their tail and they, you know, licking on him and, and playing with him and stuff, but they just seem not to be themselves otherwise. Well... It'll be better when Eli is old enough to give love back to them. See, right now, it's they have the same situation that the whole household has. You give love to this baby, and, you know, the baby isn't really capable of returning it, like thank yous or whatever. But once once um, Eli gets old enough where he can interact with them, you know, sneak them treats and roll their ball and stuff, it'll change. So maybe you can give them a sense of that, that he's going to be there to help them and play with them and love them. So don't make it all about Eli in their minds. You have to, as far as alpha and pecking order, but on the other hand, make it about everybody gets more love. There's more love for everybody. That's one of, yeah, that's one of my mottos is there's enough love for everybody. It's that's why it's so hysterical in society when everyone's feeling so unloved because they're doing it to themselves there's no shortage of love it's it's a perpetual flowing fountain inwardly so when people aren't feeling loved they're doing it to themselves and it's hard to teach them the different ways that they have cut themselves off from love and so I'm sorry. No, 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 that's fantastic. You're right. You're 100%. So part of the things I'd like to do with people here is teach them how they're doing it to themselves. The, one of the worst words in the, the the English language to me is victim because I don't believe there's any victims in life. I believe that we've set up the circumstances that we have in life because of fear or because of lack of love or lack of understanding. There's many things that reverberate from past times that cut us off from our own love flow. So that's one thing I do in sessions with people. I I help them recant times when they've like cursed themselves and like they'll say something like, "In a past life, I'll never love anyone but you." So so lifetimes later, they're stuck with this person that where they want to love someone else, but they have set this emotion long time ago. So. So there's many ways where they limit 
their amount of love. And so in sessions, what I do is I help them release those ways they've limited how they are loved so it can open up and be more expansive within themselves. We can open up that fountain within themselves. That's awesome, Jen. And we actually get coming up on a, a break here, so guys, hang on the line if you're on there, and give us a call, folks. If you got a question for Jen, nine one four three three eight one one eight six, or log on to hearwomantalk.com and chat it in on the chat line. You are listening to Genuine Healing. We'll be right back. My name is Jesse Jordan with Further Faster Initiatives, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Annette Martin. Have you had a psychic experience or encountered a ghost and don't know how to explain it? Visit with our exciting guest each week and give us a call on Annette Martin's Psychic World, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Call or drop into our chat room at Annette Martin's Psychic World on hearwomentalk.com. Hi, this is Deb Coletti, and I am your host of Life on Purpose, a radio show where I'll be having conversations with a wide range of fascinating women who are, in my opinion, leading a truly rich life. We will laugh, we will cry, we will sometimes get very serious. It will get edgy. It will definitely be irreverent and uh, no, no subject off limits. Tune in to hear where we go and even join in the conversation. Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. on the Hear Women Talk Network. Police Psychics, Find Me, with Kelly Snyder and Valerie Graham. This fascinating program explores how vetted psychic sleuths team up with law enforcement to find success, show how this can bring awareness, hope, and closure to families. Also presented are important possibilities which psychic assistance offers for law enforcement, especially at the beginning of an investigation. Host Kelly Snyder is a retired federal agent with 25 years in law enforcement. He's an author and the founder of Find Me, a non profit organization of talented worldwide psychic crime solvers, canine search and rescue volunteers, and others who provide leads in missing person and homicide cases. Find Me's work creates a raised awareness of how psychic abilities can add a tool to a detective's arsenal. Snyder is teamed with co-host Valerie Graham, an author and former sheriff staffer in correctional psychiatry. Join them Tuesdays, 2 p.m. at hearwomentalk.com, H-E-R-E, womentalk.com. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Welcome back, folks, to Genuine Healing with Jen Ward. Right now we have a call from Dan on the line. Dan, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Jen. Congratulations on your first show. Thank you. Thank you. You have a question? I do have a fast question, um, and I'll try to I'll try to set it up quickly. We just recently moved to the country from the city, 
and it's just the start of hunting season and I'm not feeling super comfortable about it and I'm just wondering if my dog who's a city dog just getting used to the country how is he going to react to it? Is he going to be okay? Uh, <laughs> that's a difficult question for me because I don't have a I'm not okay with the hunting so I'm trying to sort my feelings with the I'm dog I'm not really okay with it either honestly yeah. Um, yeah. but I, there's nothing I can do about it and it's my first time being exposed to it city person moved to the country and um, right. I'm disturbed I, I, am, I honestly I'm disturbed by it and yes. will he be disturbed by it because these guys seem like they're going to be you know doing a lot of hunting on, on the adjacent property to me and um, you know I'm, I'm you know I, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned yeah well he does pick up on your thoughts he's concerned with it because you are and that's a problem only because every time he hears a gunshot now he's going to feel your reaction um, you have two dogs or one? We just have one. Okay. So every time, you're going to have to develop a technique where when that gunshot's come, you're going to have to watch your thoughts because he's going to feel your reaction to it, and it's going to augment his, it's going to, it could make him insecure with that. So you have to tell him it's okay because with animals, they don't have the same attachment to life that we do they know that they pass on and cross over and come back all the time so mm, okay what you have to do is not attach your your emotional problems with it or, or I would have to do the same thing I have the same problem with it um, onto the experience so the more matter of fact you can be about it the, the better it will be for the dog because and I would actually, I would put orange collars on him, put something bright orange on him so he's not misconstrued as a animal that's hunted. It just, that will help yeah, me no, that, feel that's better. That's great advice because, um, that's great advice because um, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm, I'm hoping, of <laughs> course, for no problems, but I, have, I don't know what to expect, but I will certainly follow your advice and um, try to... Um, respond so he will be calmer and then hopefully yeah. by me responding so he's calmer then I can be calmer too is that how that works basically? yes yes that's you're being more loving because you're you're thinking of his it's like a it's like a circle of love now you're thinking about it in a way that'll be more kind to him and and so your reaction is based on him now your your initial concern was for him but this is almost more loving because it doesn't help him for you to emotionally react. It actually hurts. When when I have a lot of clients who who are afraid to come for me for sessions, they won't come to me for sessions, but they'll come if their pet is sick. And lots of times their pet is sick mm -hmm. because the human is so stressed that they're using their their pet as an overflow tank. So the only way that the human can love themselves enough to get help from me is to love their pet so it's like indirectly they're loving themselves pets are so important to teach us how to love ourselves and that's one great way we do that nine times out of ten when someone brings me a pet that is really stressed out it's because a human's life is out of control and they need an emotional release and the pets get really relieved from 
from what transpires with their owner. They're very grateful and very vocal to me inwardly. One one woman came to me for a session with her. This is kind of off the mark, Dan, but it's relevant. Well, this woman came to me with her little dog who was having emotional issues. Comes to find out whenever it mm-hmm. went outside, she wouldn't let it smell. I go, you... And she didn't tell me any of this. I go, you don't let him smell anything? And she goes, no, he eats everything. We're afraid he'll eat it. But his, he was so stressed out because that sniffing process is his way to relax. It's like us turning on the TV and vegging. And he needed that. Right. <laughs> and so, so once I told his truth to her, he gave her a dead-on look like, see what you've been doing to me? And she just got the message, not from what I was saying, but from the look she got from her dog afterwards. It made her laugh, but she she let him smell and stuff after that, and his issues cleared up really easily. So they do feel our stress. So that might help in other areas of your life, not just the not just the hunting, but also with the move and everything else. There's other things you're unsure about, I guess. So just the more you can relax yeah, and say. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, those things you're you're stressed about? Yes, yes. Okay. So the more you Yeah. So the more you relax and think everything's gonna be alright, it's gonna work out, the more your dog can relax too. Okay? Okay. That's what I'm gonna <laughs> try to do then. I'm just gonna Great. try to stay calm, then he'll be calm and I'll get I'll I'll get some special treats for him. <laughs> Great. I, that might be a good thing. Like when you hear a shot, associate the shot, uh, the 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 gunfire with something positive like food. That's a great idea. And by the way, people okay. who want, yeah, thank you very much, Dan. Oh, thank you. And again, congratulations on your show. I'm going to listen every week. Thank you. I appreciate that. Tell your friends. <laughs> All right. I will. And, thanks. Thanks again. Thank you. And I wanted to tell the um, listeners that if they ever have questions that they they want to um, they want answered, they're welcome to send them to me at hearwomantalk.com. That's a great website where everyone can come, and I'd be happy to answer questions on my website on on my page there. It's it's wonderfully easy, and it's very nice community of of nurturing people. So. You're welcome to find me there if you'd like. We have a caller from Paulette. Is Paulette there? Hello, Paulette. Hi. Hi. Jen, hello. Is, is this my friend Paulette? This is Paulette. Yes, it is, and congratulations <laughs> on your first show. Thank you very much. Yes, I recognize Thanks. that laugh. I, I, re- I recognize I'm the happy happiness. right now. <laughs> Wow, you made it. Good for you. Good yes, for you. I finally, and, um, I heard your show starting, and I'm like, I have to call in because <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> okay, that's awesome, Paulette. I've known Paulette forever. We went to high school together. We actually went roller skating yes, we together. And, and I remembered your a poem. Times. That, yeah, and we yeah. just reconnected. <laughs> what, Paulette? Oh, that's awesome. Well, sorry. my question was, um, I'm sorry, I, there's like a relay or something, it's sort of breaking up here. Um, okay. The question is, is I have two dogs, 
um, hound dogs at home, and I know they miss me because I've been calling like every day. Um, and I was just wondering, is there something that I can do to help them get back to the normalcy when I get home? Well, you don't just have to call them on the phone. Your animals know exactly what you're thinking. So if you're thinking about them, they they pick it up. So you're really not apart. Mm -hmm. So all you have to do is send them mm -hmm. loving thoughts, tell them mommy will be home soon, and then uh, imagine how visualize how you take them for walks and what your routine is. You know how you sit with them on the couch and just veg out, you know, after mm -hmm. You're done with work and you just lay there and they just like lay there with you. So just visualize mm -hmm. doing that with them. Yeah. That'll help them oh, a lot. Good. Yeah. That's good. Is there any other, is there anything that I, Avia, the first dog I got, she's a very nervous, nervous, nervous little girl. And mm -hmm. is there anything that can help her reduce that? Your love, your love does that. It's not a one thing. I, I mean, I could, yeah. I mean, I could do a release on it, and it, it could help. But she's had, she's had a nervous background, so mm -hmm. yeah, she, she's had a traumatic puppyhood and everything. There was some bullies in her past, but now it's so nurturing at your place. So just love her and love her and just, just that's that's healing her. She's where she needs to be to heal. Your, your, your yeah, home she's is much simple. better than she was. Yeah. Well, yeah. wonderful. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. And nice to uh, hear from you. You're, you're, yes, and um, I'll be listening every week when I can. Thank you, Paulette. Nice to hear from you. All right, good deal. And uh, we got a couple questions from chat, Jen, but we'll get to them when we come back to break um, from break. Uh, we're going to take a break now. This is Genuine Healing. Um, you're listening to it on hearwomentalk.com. Give us a call, 914-338-1186, or go to hearwomentalk.com, log on the chat line, chat your question there if you're too afraid to call. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we'll be right back right here. This is Genuine Healing on Hear Women Talk. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light, and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area, and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where Is My Guru Show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. Hello, race fans. This is Jeff Gilder, creator of RacersReunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, check out my favorite, the Caravelle Resort. The Caravelle Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand, including the coveted Dunes Club. And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravelle's Studio Spa. Featuring services such as Swedish massage, heated stone therapy, reflexology, manicures, pedicures, facials, and more. Awaken your senses with the most requested massage and spa therapies. The Caravelle Resort, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 800-507-9145. Get the best rate on the Grand Strand when you use promo code RACERS at thecaravelle.com. 800-507-9145. 
Hi, this is Deb Coletti, and I am your host of Life on Purpose, a radio show where I'll be having conversations with a wide range of fascinating women who are, in my opinion, leading a truly rich life. We will laugh, we will cry, we will sometimes get very serious. It will get edgy. It will definitely be irreverent and uh, no, no subject off limits. Tune in to hear where we go and even join in the conversation. Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. on the Hear Women Talk Network. Hi, this is Gina Tremarco with the Martini Meeting. Listen to the Martini Meeting with Eileen Soizan and myself every Thursday at 2.30 p.m. on Zeus Radio for hearwomentalk.com. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Folks, this is Genuine Healing with Jen Ward, and I guess we have another question on the chat line. Yeah, we right? do. Uh, has uh, from Jeff Hendrickson says he helps you out with your website. Uh, yes. It says, "Can you ask Jen what is a good thing to do when we get stuck in trying to forgive someone and move on?" Yeah, <laughs> it's. I can. I can almost feel it, Jeff. Um, it's. If you're good at energy, like you can, you know how you feel your energy field, and if you can feel it like a lump in you, you can actually just, just do, just kind of like pull it out with your fingers and just pull it out and just get rid of it. That's it, a qigong healing method: is to you rake the energy field and you pull out any lumps. But with clients, I would do the release with them and there's also we don't realize that we've made these relationships with these people that we can't get away from in our past lifetimes so if there's one person that's bothering you I always have people tap I have people say something four times and while they say it the first three times they tap the top of their head and when they say it the fourth time they set it into their body and the 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 release and they they tap their chest this is based on um, it was discovered like in in Australia the Aborigines were in, were never getting sick and everything and someone was able to go out in the the deep deep well, it's not jungles but you know what I'm talking about and and be a part of it and they would always tap their bodies and it would make them young so with this person I would say things like I release all vows and agreements between myself and say the person's name and say that the four times while you tap on the head and the chest now what that does is it reprograms your energy field to actually release these agreements and vows you've made with them like say you say to someone I'll be your best friend for life and you seal it in your feelings of emotions like you mean it at the time and that 
is sacred. But then you outgrow that through your experiences. You have to release that so you can expand. It's almost like having a rubber band around something, your energy field or something that's too tight and constricting. And then you can resent that person. So another thing I would say with a client is I release all curses between myself and this other person. Now, a curse doesn't have to be a scary black magic kind of thing. It can be something like saying to someone, you'll never succeed without me, or you'll never amount to anything. That's a curse. You can you can affect someone by what you say to them. You have to be very careful. If you want to be a spiritual... And I'm not saying this to anyone in particular, um, especially not Jeff, because he already knows this stuff. But you have to be very careful what you put out there because you are setting up reverberations. Your thoughts, your words, your emotions are reverberations. And you have to be very careful what you say. So I would do that one. And then if you really want to do it, and, and you feel a difference with those, saying those releases with it, say, I release all karmic ties between myself and that other person and then I always say in all lifetimes because we're already existing in different lifetimes with these people so we don't have to resent them we don't have to know them we can just erase them from our energy field as much as possible by doing the taps I hope that helps thank you Jeff love you (laughs) absolutely and actually Jim we have another question from Michael who called in earlier says and actually there's a lot of people asking this question is what do I say and where do I tap to have more money appear in front of me oh perfect one we we cursed ourselves because in 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 past lifetimes when we were poor we would see the fat king up there taking the money and say I'll never do that I'll never be rich and do that to people and um so I would say a tap of I recant all vow and plus in we were monks in monasteries where we took vows of poverty. I recant all vows of poverty in all lifetimes. That's one tap. And another tap is I release my hatred of money in our lifetimes. See, we think we love it so much, but we actually hate it because if we didn't hate it, we would have it. We're the ones pushing it away. Abundance abundance is the next natural order of things. Abundance is. Abundance is like sunshine. It's there for everybody. So if you don't have the abundance, your energy is pushing it away. So try those two taps and see how that feels. Thank you. Perfect. And we have another one from MNDG. It says, if we're raking people's energy fields, how do we avoid getting their bad energy on us? That's a a good question. I wouldn't suggest anybody just go around raking other people's energy fields. It it takes a lot of training. And I I know what, what kind of training I went through in past lives and this lifetime. So I don't suggest that other people... Um, rake other people's energy fields. I, I think you could take a Qigong class if you want to learn that spe- specific technique. But with myself, there there are spiritual laws that you can break by interfering with people or, or stuff. So I don't recommend other people doing this. You need to 
you need to learn how to practice these things and there's spiritual laws just like the spiritual law of um, attraction that everybody's so aware of these days there's many spiritual laws that you can break the law of non-interference the law of reversed efforts there's many spiritual laws that are into play so so you have to know the spiritual laws so not to break them because ignorance isn't ignorance doesn't doesn't come into play so you don't want to fix somebody else's energy field unless you know how to so if you have to ask how to rake someone's energy field it's better not to and um, there's many ways to keep yourself protected but the most easiest way to protect yourself is love I I visualize inside myself an explosion like an atomic explosion of divine love within my beingness within my core and and feel it explode in this powerful white light and burn everything that's not divine love in my energy field and and that's one that that can help you just in your day the 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 opposite of love is fear so we we're afraid of these things like taking on people's energy which is rightfully so if we don't know what we're doing we shouldn't we shouldn't be doing it because it's it's the mind that tells us that we can take these things on and it's mind that gives these negative thoughts and negative energies more of a foothold so we can burn them out with love so any technique if your child is afraid of the dark and they say there's monsters in the closet please don't ever tell your, your child there's no monsters because then you look like a fool to them because they're real to them so what you do is you use techniques that are bigger than the monster you give the children a golden hose to spray love on the monster and and dissolve it or you give them a spray bottle of I don't know like air freshener but you change it to like monster spray or stuff and it's love and monster does the love dissolves the monsters so you don't ever want to negate uh, a child's experiences because they're very real to them and all it'll do is it'll bring a wedge between their their respect for you because they'll just think you don't know what you're talking about which you wouldn't be if you negated their realities so cool yeah. That's awesome. And and Jen, they have a, another question here. Somebody got in late on the money um, thing. Can you explain again how many times do you tap and where do you tap? Yeah. What you want to do is you want to get both sides of the top, both sides of the brain. So you you tap the very top of the brain. And what I have people do is I have them repeat something four times. And the first three times they say it, they, they're tapping it into their brain. And what they're actually doing is reprogramming their their innate their overall intelligence their their overall intelligence knows it but but their body there has to go along with the um, subconscious reactions to things so they tap three times on the top of their head while they say it and then one time in the their breastbone in the in the chest close to their heart so and that what that does is it sets it in the body so that's very effective in in the releases. When I do those releases with clients, they can feel it right away. 
and um, I do something during sessions. I emote the sounds because the 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 the, the, the stagnant energy has a mass on some level. It's not a physical mass, maybe, or a very subtle one, but it has to be released. So I emote sounds. And what that's kind of like doing is like, you know how you smell gas in the air and then you, you light a match and it poofs it all up all at once and it dissipates it? So when I do sessions, I'll emote sounds. And a lot of times the sounds I emote are the sounds of their own pain. They, lots of times, or all the times, your pain, your everything you've experienced is programmed or, or categorized in your energy field, and it's stored as sound, and it's stored as emotions, and it's stored, and that's what I I read. It's not just, it's not just one way. There's many different ways to read your energy and to know what's going on with you. So the best way to do that is to get an overview of a situation so it's not so reactive. And and in future in future shows I can teach people how to get an overview of themselves so they can be non more non reactive to their own issues and such. Cool. This has been great, Jen. It's been a really, really, really great show. And I actually have another question from Michael that says, is this a form of mind gems? Do you familiar with mind, with, uh, mind gems? Um, I'm not. The, the thing about me is I'm not educated in a lot of ways other people do because I don't care for experts. And and I have so much going on with myself. I don't have, a, I don't have enough wherewithal to... I don't have enough... There's too much. I Everybody, that. yeah, and and the thing is, everyone should be an expert on their own life. So I don't know about the mind gems, and sometimes when you put, advice. yeah, some, sometimes when we put too much attention on the mind, we we strengthen the mind, and it's harder for us to to get past the mind. And as you can see, Jen's so, very popular. Don't they know you're in the middle of the show? <laughs> Probably. That's probably why they called. <laughs> Energetically, that happens when I'm doing a session. Everybody calls at once, almost like they're tuned into the energy of it. Wow. <laughs> it's really... People, you know what's going on energetically. You, Everybody knows you're not stupid. It's just nobody's stupid. The layers of denial are very thick, but people are starving to get through these layers and to know truth. And I think that's why I had to come back to society and with nothing to lose but to share whatever information I have and whatever skills I have to help people. That's that's my goal. <laughs> they won't leave you alone. <laughs> Jen, it's absolutely been an awesome, awesome show. And, and I know you said you can get in touch with you um, through the herewomantalk.com website on your profile there. But uh, do you have you, you follow you're on Twitter as well? Well, no, that's a, I just got banned from Twitter today. It's oh, a big no. Scandal. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, so you touched a nerve. But you can find me on Facebook under Jen Ward or Genuine Healing. And I have a blog, um, GenuineHealing.com, with a J instead of a G. So it's J-E-N-U-I-N-E, Healing.com. So 
awesome, and I'm be- awesome show. Yeah, and I'm happy to take questions and, and you know, love people as much as they need, as much as I'm capable of. So please feel free to contact me. I, I'm happy to help. Very, very good. Great show. And, and don't forget, folks, you can catch Jen right here, here on My Talk Radio, next Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. But that's all we got for today with Jen. I'm Big D, the producer. <laughs> and Jen, thank you very, very much. <laughs> thank you. All right. Great Bye. show, and we'll see you guys next Monday, 3 p.m. <laughs>